You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Health Hub. My name is Kathy Biasse, and I am your host, and along with Alex Diaz, our producer, we welcome you to the show today. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to our listeners. Alex has been a bit under the weather, so he hasn't been able to join us, so I'm gl- very happy to have Alex uh, bouncing yes, things I'm, back I'm and I'm very forth. excited to be on with you. It is. It really is helpful when... Uh, when you're on the air, it helps me to, I focus and I, I feel like I'm talking to somebody, not just the black thing in, in front of me. So it's really quite nice to have you back, Alex. I'm glad you're feeling better. Well, I'm glad I can help. But. Yeah. Oh, thanks. You do so much. You know that behind the scenes. So today's show is live. Our number is 416-245-1534. You can reach us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at the Health Hub RMC. And you can email us at thh at radiomaria.ca. And I'm very happy that uh, more and more people are taking advantage of emailing us with their ideas for the show. It's, it's quite helpful to see which direction the show is taking and who, who we are attracting to the show. It's, we're over a year now, Alex, and it really has taken on its own identity, our show. And it's, uh, it's, like, it's like watching a child grow. It's been really, really a pleasure to do this with you. It's, it's been a fascinating, fascinating process. It has been. Um, just the amount of guests we've had and the type of, the type of guests we've had and the type of feedback has been, been wonderful. And it just, uh, just keeps me um, wanting to do this even more just because of the feedback. And it's been a great response. It has been. And the quality of guests continues to climb. And uh, it's lovely when we have people approach the show asking if their expertise is something that we might like to explore. So do feel free on that end of the of the stick as well. If there's an area of expertise that you feel is uh, something that we could share with our listeners, contact us. We're always willing to listen and we're open-minded about a lot of things. So do contact us. And, and maybe one day we'll have you on our show like uh, we have Shamani today with skincare. And we do flip all of our shows over to podcast form. It's called The Health Hub. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, all of your favorite podcast uh, launching pads. You can also find our podcasts on the Radio Maria Canada website, www.radiomaria.ca. And you can find them on my website, kathybiasse.com. And if you like what you hear, please feel free to leave us a kind review. It's always great, great for promotion. And with the wonderful guests that we always have on our show, we just want more and more people to take advantage of their knowledge and expertise And as we continue to grow and uh, new thoughts come to our mind, we implemented this week uh, uh, a call out for questions for our show. So instead of uh, just having it during our show, we've sent out uh, on our social media platforms the the request for questions. And it's been great. We've had lots of questions come in and we will continue to take them throughout the show. So if you have questions that may pop up, 
we will try and get to each and every one of them. So on to our little tidbit before our guest for the show today. Summertime is around the corner. It feels like summertime now, although theoretically, I guess it's June 21st before we pop into the actual season of summer. So I thought I'd give you some nice little tips about making your feet look great, taking them out of the boots and putting them into your flip-flops. And I'll just quickly go through those because uh, I don't want to take any time away from our, our topic today. But first of all, wash your feet daily. You know, it's funny that we don't think of that. We stand in the shower. We assume that the feet, is, uh, the feet are clean because we're on the platform. But actually, no, you need to wash your feet and wash them well every day. And every week or so, exfoliate them, just a gentle exfoliation. You can also give them a little scrub with uh, one of the um, manicure brushes. So that's always nice to get the dead skin off the bottom of your feet and moisturize your feet. The best time for me to do it is at night. And every once in a while, I'll put a pair of socks on my mo- after I moisturize my skin. It just really helps to retain that moisture. It makes a big difference. Also, soaking your feet is awesome. It helps to remove toxins from your skin. It also, when you're soaking your feet in warm water, it helps the blood flow. So that also encourages elimination of toxins. A lot of toxins come out from your feet. It is also very calming and soothing. So when we're talking about whole body approach to healthcare, soaking your feet really does help you relax. And if you are on your feet all day, this is just a wonderful way to unwind. Warm water is great. It will help the the blood to flow and and do all these things that we just mentioned. But you can also really treat yourself by adding some Epsom salts to help pull out more toxins and your favorite essential oil. Also, take care of your toenails just like you take care of your fingernails. Your toenails need love and attention. So treat your feet to a pedicure. It can be a home pedicure. You can get lots of products to strengthen your toenails. One little tip that um, that I use to get in those little areas that seem to get a little bit of dirt in the corner of your toes is using a little piece of dental floss to get in there. It's really Quite easy. Instead of sticking a you know a sharp thing underneath uh, your nails to try and clean them, dental floss on the ends works very well. So a little tidbit for you. Hopefully that helps and makes your your feet lovely, soft, and presentable for the summer weather. So on to our show today. We are going to be talking with Shamani Pillay, and she is a pharmacist and founder of Apothecary Dermaceuticals. Shamani's science background, years of helping patients find wellness solutions, natural curiosity, and a belief in formulating skincare products that are not only safe, but effective as well, inspired her to create Apothecary's Skin Care line. Her products are all evidence-based skincare solutions that are safe, effective, and stable. Her products are free from harmful chemicals, are cruelty-free, and are never tested on animals. And I know we all find that to be an extremely important thing when it comes to product lines and so forth. Today, our learning points will be how our skin changes as we age and how to take care of it, promoting healthy and glowing skin, and selecting safe skincare products. When we return, we will be talking with Sharmani Pillay. We'll be right back. You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. Our show is live. You can certainly call in and ask questions of Charmini, myself, or Alex, 416-245-1534. And you can still submit questions, but also follow us on our social media sites. We have a lot of great stuff 
uh, on there. We post a lot of interesting things and you get a, a good idea of who our guests are well before the general population. So do do hit us up on those and, and be well abreast of what's going on here at the Health Hub. We are on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at the Health Hub RMC. Good morning, uh, Shamani. How are you doing? I'm fine, Kathy. How are you today? Very well. We're talking to you in Vancouver. Is that right? That's correct, yes. And I know I'm fluttering back and forth between Charmani and Charmini. What do you prefer? It's Charmini. It's, uh, I always say, uh, like, harmony with an S. Easiest way to remember it. Very good. Okay, I will keep, keep to that. Um, so tell us, you know, skincare is, is obviously something that we are all uh, pretty much involved with and in taking care of it. How did you, you personally get into uh, skincare and, and tell us the creation of your company? Yeah, well, well, Kathy, I've always been interested in women's wellness, and about 12 years ago, I started an online store um, catering to that need. Um, I was selling supplements, skincare products, and a range of products that help women uh, with their wellness issues, and I found that the skincare side of things really seemed to take off. Women had a lot of questions, there was a lot of confusion, and although I'm a pharmacist, it wasn't an area that... I specifically knew a ton about. So I immersed myself in reading journal studies, talking to experts so that I could answer these questions appropriately. Um, And then time went on and I felt after about five or six years, I kind of got the gist of everything and I felt that I could really add value to the space. And that sort of prompted the start of Apothecary. It's funny, it doesn't seem like it would only take that short a time to develop a skincare line because it seems so convoluted, this whole area of skincare. You know, you pick up a product and there are umpteen different ingredients on it. So you really must have have had to use all your studies in the pharmacy area to to really understand ingredients, good ingredients and bad ingredients and what you wanted to pull into your product line. Yes, exactly. And it's not a sole effort. Um, I, I actually work with a lot of formulation experts, so they're chemists who are very trained and uh, experts in combining ingredients to make sure that not only are you using ingredients that are effective, but that the formulation is stable and that you're actually going to be able to deliver the ingredients to the skin. Well, let's, so, let's talk yeah. about that before we actually get into um, uh, some deeper talking about the subject. How, how, do, you, how do you create... A formula. What do you mean by a formulation that is stable? So when, when you create a product, you have to make sure that the ingredients stay intact with one another. It, it's quite complex because you think, okay, I want vitamin C in this serum. Um, it's a great effective ingredient. The studies have shown that it's good for skin. But you have to make sure that you support it with other ingredients that will ensure that the, the, that the product that you create in the lab is effective when it gets to the consumer so that it's not going to disintegrate by the time you open the bottle. Um, And so there are numerous ways you can do that. You have to add what I call supporting ingredients to keep the formulation stable and intact. Um, You have to minimize exposure to air, minimize exposure to light, uh, those sorts of things. Are you able to add the supporting ingredients that you talk about? Are you able to add ones that are not harmful and chemically based? Or is there a necessary uh, evil in having to introduce some chemicals into your products? 
Well, I think everything everything is a chemical. There are certainly some that are safer, and we know that some um, have some health issues. For example, a lot of people are concerned with the preservative parabens, a paraben preservative, because there's been a link um, to breast cancer. They they found it in breast tissue. So it's uh, definitely wise to be cautious about certain ingredients. And for that reason, we formulate the line without the use of parabens. There are safer alternatives. And, and I think in that instance, then, if we know that there's a concern, uh, it's, it's definitely wise to take the cautious approach. What are other, you brought up parabens, but what are other key ingredients that you would have us red flag when we're looking at a product? So there are certain other ones, but um, uh, synthetic colorants, synthetic fragrances, a lot of people are sensitive to those ingredients. Um, phthalates uh, is, is a substance that they use in a lot of fragrances, and uh, they have been linked to uh, hormone disruption and, again, sensitivities. So, so we choose to stay away from that in apothecary. Um, there are some preservatives that release formaldehyde, and formaldehyde is a known carcinogen, also causes skin sensitivity, so we stay away from those. Um, we're not we're not testing on animals. We're cruelty free. Um, so yeah. So any any sort of the red flag ingredients that most people want to avoid, we've stayed away from them in formulating apothecary products. In in picking skincare lines, should we be afraid of chemicals? Like it, the chemicals uh, people are using now is sort of a blanket for everything. Are there chemicals that we need not be afraid of that we, you know, when we pick up something we see in a skincare line that they have natural ingredients and chemicals? Can we be can we be in a in an area where we can assume the chemicals, for instance, with your products are are safe? Chemicals isn't necessarily a bad word. Is that correct? That's what I'm getting at. That, yes, that is correct. Because there's a lot of the word "natural" has become a really buzzy, trendy word. Well, I think we all we all recognize that of late, and and so I think when we're looking at a natural product, we really need to be informed and to ask ourselves, well, what is it that we're looking for when we're looking for a natural product? Do we want it to be uh, vegan, plant-based, free from certain chemicals? Um, because it's not a regulated term. Companies can interpret it and apply it to their brands to mean whatever they want. So I think we need to be quite specific about what it is within the natural world that we want to avoid. Um, and as you say, chem- everything is chemicals. We're made up of chemicals. So if you even if you take a plant um, like lavender essential oil, you break it down into the individual components. It's going to be made up of dozens of different chemical-sounding um, words. So it's not necessarily, chemical is not necessarily something that we need to be afraid of. What is your, you know, I I assume I've never had the creative, uh, I don't have a creative bone in my body, pretty much. But, you know, (laughs) you're creating a line. Do you have to have a philosophy to guide you in that creative process? I I think that's important because it it helps you have a cohesive, consistent um, type of line. For me, what guides me is my pharmacy training. So I approach skincare the same way that I would approach um, any kind of health condition. Uh, The skin is the body's largest organ. So as pharmacists, we're trained to be really analytical. We're trained to ask, is this necessary? Is this safe? Is there a better alternative? Um, Maybe you don't actually need a product. Maybe you need to make some lifestyle changes. 
and and maybe a product isn't the best thing to treat you. Maybe you need to be referred on to another expert. So that's the kind of philosophy I use, is, you know, and, and also is there evidence to support the ingredients that go into the formulation? So you can apply all the creativity. I want to create a product that does this, but then it's really about creating a sound formulation as well that makes sense, that, that, that there's evidence to support its efficacy. So you approach it as an integrative whole. You, you have this idea of a person as a whole and working with the idea that a particular diet might be beneficial and so forth. It's a more of an integrative thought process that you're going through. Yeah, definitely. I definitely embrace that holistic approach. I think um, it's important to health and it's important to the health of our skin. Um, lifestyle has such a big impact on our skin, what we eat, um, how much exercise we get, how much we sleep, how we manage stress. And I think that's, that's something that, that you're, you're quite involved with, Kathy. So um, I think you appreciate that. But I really like that concept of beauty from within. Um, so, so our skin and the health of our skin is very influenced by those internal factors, but it's also influenced by things that we put on top of it. So it's kind of a two-pronged approach. It is a two-pronged approach. And there are some people who uh, go very left and go very right, as I'm sure you understand, people who try and take care of their skin all with products and people who feel that it's just an internal process and our skin is a reflection of what's going on internally. But you believe that it's a combination of the two. Why is that? Well, well, definitely. What we eat has, uh, and, 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 and all those internal factors that we discussed, um, it sort of nourishes the body from, from within. Uh, we, we get nutrients, we increase blood flow. Um, when we feel better, uh, it affects our hormone levels and that has an impact on our skin. But those sorts of things can cannot make their way right to the top of the skin. In order to, to, to get effective concentrations, you need to apply topical products. So, for example... As many oranges as we eat, we're never going to get the sufficient levels of vitamin C to the topical layer of the skin to, to do things like um, protect us from, from free radicals, which a lot of us are concerned about these days. Um, you do need a topical antioxidant formulation in order to, to help protect the skin. Why, you know, let's get into a more philosophical, uh, well, it's probably not really philosophical, but sure. why, why do we need to take care of our skin? It's actually, it's not philosophical at all. It's the wrong word completely. Why do yeah. we need to take care of our skin? Well, well, first, of course, there's the, the whole the whole pressure um, with social media and marketing, and I and I don't think that's the right approach. But unfortunately, many of us are affected with that. So I think we kind of need to examine what our philosophy about skincare are. Um, some, some of us are happy to age what we call naturally, and, and some of us want to fight it every day. And I, and I think instead of sort of fighting with one another over that, we have to accept that we're all different. Um, and uh, whatever makes you feel good, as long as you're not harming yourself, I, I think that's probably the right approach to take. Um, the, the skin is, is also... Uh, if we if we don't take good care of it, it can it can start to break down. And we've got something that sits on on top of our skin called our natural barrier function, which helps to protect us from external irritants. Um, so you know, maintaining a healthy skin helps to protect the body from from damage as well um, as we get older. So so there is sort of a, a physiological reason to take care of our skin. Now, I, I want to be all-inclusive here. Do you get a lot of men coming to you with questions about skin care? Do you have a, a, is men's skin different than women? Do you have lines for men? Men, um, I would say that about 90% or more of our customers are, are women. 
Um, men definitely have similar skin care issues. Um, uh, men, to some extent, are protected a bit more because um, testosterone helps to keep, which is the male hormone, helps to keep skin a little bit firmer and tauter. Um, and, and the fact that a lot of men shave every day, they get that sort of exfoliant effect mm-hmm. that, um, that women, women don't benefit from. What, what age do you, so we'll talk about the, we'll, we'll keep it to the women's sector then. What sure. age do you recommend that, that uh, women really become involved in skincare, applying product, the, the whole gamut? Well, I think I think it's important, um, you know, probably in the teen years, and 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 I and I don't advocate that teens go full on with a whole arsenal of of, of skincare products, but certainly if if they're wearing makeup, cleansing their face at night is is a good place to start. Um, and I think a sunscreen is is something that um, that's the most important product, and uh, you can start quite young with that. So a good sunscreen will help to protect against sun damage, and the sun is responsible for more than 80% of skin aging. So the sooner that we start to appreciate the importance of that and find and use a good sunscreen, I think the better it is. I know you have a new sunscreen that I have been trying, and it's it's different than than most. You, you've sort of incorporated your sunscreen line into your daily uh, routine of, of skincare product. Yes, that's correct. So it's taken a while to uh, introduce the sunscreen because there are a lot of, uh, it's a Health Canada regulated product, so there's a lot of paperwork and studies that have to be proven. But um, I'm really excited about the sunscreen because it is such an important part of any any skincare regimen that keeps skin healthy. Um, And this particular one is formulated with zinc oxide, which is known as a physical sunblocker. Um, And that means that it sits on top of the skin. So if you're used to using chemical-based sunscreens, it may feel a bit thicker and heavier but it, uh, it it doesn't go on white. And the, and the reason it does that is because it actually sits on top of the skin and blocks UV rays. It, it's not absorbed into the skin. Um, and then we've also got some antioxidants in, in it as well to support um, the sun filters. Now, do you recommend sun, sunscreen every day throughout the year? Or is this just in, in for Canada in the summer, spring and summertime? Or is this something that you feel that any sun exposure is is um, can be damaging, and this should be a regular part. Yes, I think I think a sunscreen is an integral part of a skincare routine. Um, the sun's rays, there are two two rays that we are concerned about. First of all, are the UVA rays, and UVA rays are the deeper penetrating rays, um, which will cause structural changes to skin, and they've been linked with the. Uh, some types of skin cancers. UVB rays are the ones that cause burning, um, and they're more prevalent during the summertime, but the UVA rays are prevalent all year round. Uh, they pass through windows, through clouds. So sunscreen is essential, I think, um, every day year round. Okay, great. We're going to take a break, Sharmini, uh, and we are going to, when we come back, I want to discuss uh, skin and aging and how we need to change maybe our regime as we we go through the aging process. So we'll be back after a few minutes. You are listening to The Health Hub here on Radio Maria Canada, a Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, please call 416-245-1534. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. 
Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Sharmini Pillay from Apothecary Skincare Line. You can call in at 416-245-1534. As just mentioned, we have a few more minutes to take your questions at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Health Hub RMC. And I am just going to, Sharmini, if it's okay, uh, launch into a few questions that have been asked of us when I can find them. Hold on, they're written down. Sure. There they are. Okay. So let's start with, with this one. It's a very interesting one, actually. Um, I use okay. coconut oil on my skin as a moisturizer. Is that okay? Well, coconut oil is safe, but it's also considered quite a comedogenic oil, and that means that it can block pores. So many people will find that it's fine to use coconut oil for a while, and then they'll start to experience breakouts because they're blocking their pores. So, again, it's a personal thing. If you're using coconut oil, and you're happy with it, and it's not doing any damage to your skin, it's perfectly safe. But if you're starting to break out, then it might be time to reassess. There are different, uh, this is just my question, different ages of skin that may be more susceptible to the breakouts, or is it maybe a thinner skin as we get older? Is that more clogging with the coconut oil? Well, I think it really depends just on an individuality. It's certainly if you have combination to oily skin, uh, it would likely be more of an issue than if you have drier skin. But but all skin types, because it's blocking pores that could happen to anyone, uh, should be should be on the lookout for that as a potential side effect. Okay. Um, do I need a toner, and what exactly is that? That is so funny because I think um, if you've grown up in North America, we've all heard that cleanse tone moisturize mantra. I think mm-hmm. it's been around. It's been around forever. I think they're I still sold in three packs. Yeah, yeah, they are. Clinique is what we all started with. Um, so a toner is a funny thing because I think when, when they originally came out, they were designed to help remove any re- residue from your cleansing. Now, I think if you're using a gl- good cleanser, you shouldn't need to put a toner on to get rid of anything after. So I think a toner is is one of those products I would consider as non-essential. Toners are useful if they're delivering something to your skin. So you can get toners that help to hydrate skin or to treat acne. But otherwise, I think for most people, you can chuck the toner. (laughs) Okay, good to know. Uh, Number three, are there really any ways to reduce wrinkles around my eyes? Or is that just a myth? Uh, Well, there are definitely some ingredients that can help to reverse wrinkles. Uh, Retinoids, which are ingredients that have been uh, shown in clinical studies to help minimize and actually diminish wrinkles, are an ingredient to consider. The the only issue with retinoids is they they are considered a bit of a harsher ingredient. So you have to be cautious um, around the eye area. The skin there is more delicate. It's thinner. And uh, so so you can find products that will work. uh, Just exercise caution. Okay. Um, somebody asked, I'm, I'm going to assume it's um, a younger person. I drink lots of water and I still have breakouts. What can I do? So I'm not sure that drinking lots of water, while it's good for your health overall, will help with the breakouts. Um, again, sometimes it's examining your diet. Um, there's a link between dairy and breakouts. Uh, it could be hormonal. Certainly at certain times of our, our cycle as women, we're more prone to breakouts, uh, certain ages, so teens. And then also some women, as they age, develop hormonal acne. They may not have suffered with it before. Um, There are definitely some great topical treatments that that you can try. Um, Salicylic acid, retinoids. Again, it's probably wise to speak to somebody to to find what would be most suitable for your skin. Okay, this one is maybe a bit more challenging. I suffer from rosacea. I've tried everything. Do you have any suggestions? 
Rosacea is a really difficult one. Um, it's considered mainly because they don't really know what causes rosacea, just that some individuals are susceptible to it. It may be associated with hormones. They think that there might be a little mite involved. Um, it's certainly considered an inflammatory condition. Um, so there are ingredients that can help to dampen the inflammation. Um, and again, it's sometimes an overall assessment of the health that um, you may need to work with a holistic practitioner, um, diet diet factors may be at play, um, but certainly anti-inflammatory ingredients that help to calm and soothe the skin would be a good ones to try. Uh, niacinamide in particular is, is an ingredient that is has been shown to be helpful in reducing redness. Okay. Do you, um, do you consult with people or you're, you're, you're the backline? You don't do frontline consultation, do you? Um, I don't, I don't, offer consultations per se, but certainly if people call in or email us with questions, then, then you know, I'll be the one to answer. And I'm certainly always open if someone has a question um, and calls in, I, I would be more than happy to chat with them. Yeah, okay, because, you know, you, your, your approach to things would be different than, than, than most, where you would say, you know, maybe you need to consider your diet, I need to, you know, you should consider talking to someone about that, that I don't think you'd get that from a lot of other companies when they're talking to the owner about skincare. So I think it's a, it's amazing the way that you're approaching this. And the last yeah. one for now, cause I want to get on to um, a topic that is, that is really important um, that we, I said that we would get to, which is skin aging. Um, so the last question that I'm going to address right now, and I'll try and get the other ones is um, sure. do I need to exfoliate daily and what do I exfoliate with? So exfoliation is an important process. Um, whether you need to exfoliate daily, it might it might be too much for your skin. I think the general recommendation is maybe a few times a week is good. Uh, one of the things that I note with a lot of people is that they're they're subjecting themselves to too much harsh treatment. So they're using an exfoliating cleanser and then they're putting acids on their face and there may be a peel. And then of course you're going to get red and irritated. So yes, exfoliation is necessary to remove the dry dead skin cells that sit on top of our face, uh, but you don't need to do it every day. Okay. Um, there, what should you, sorry, oh, sorry, continue. Yeah. I thought you'd finish. Go ahead. Um, I was just saying, you do, did you, in terms of products, glycolic acid, alpha hydroxy acids are, are excellent exfoliating treatments. Okay. I, one just popped in and I, actually it's, it's an important one, actually quite, one sure. that I'd like the answer to. Okay. How often do I need to get facials uh, or should I get facials, I guess is, is to the point. But the question is, how yeah. often should I get facials? That's a, that's a funny one because I, facials, I think, I think it's something that women like to get done. I, I don't consider them essential. So I think if, if, if your budget afford, you know, if, if you feel you can afford it and you want to treat yourself, um, then go for it. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you so much for that. Uh, okay. Other questions I will try and get to, but um, in our learning points, one of the, one of the big things that uh, I think is important to address is how our skin changes as we age. So maybe I, I know it's probably a, a deep, deep subject, but maybe you could give us a, a general overview of what happens with our skin as we're aging. Sure. So I think one of the most important things that happens is we experience hormonal changes. So for women, we'll experience a decline in estrogen and maybe an increase in testosterone. And what that means is estrogen helps to keep our skin supple. Um, it helps to keep wrinkles at bay. It, it helps us to retain moisture in our skin. So we might start to experience skin that's drier, that's more wrinkled, more saggy. 
uh, testosterone, the male hormone, will be uh, responsible for more breakouts, and we may develop a coarser texture to our skin. And then lastly, we might experience or we will experience a decline in skin cell turnover. And what that just means is that it takes about four weeks for new skin cells to form and rise to the surface. And as we age, that slows down and it can take six weeks or longer. So our skin's going to start to look older and duller. Um, and so, so those are the main changes that occur in skin as we age. So there's no fighting it. Our skin's going to age and we need to, do we need to change our approach to taking care of our skin as we age? I, I think, so the most important ingredient, and I think um, maybe around age late 30s, early 40s, that people, women want to consider incorporating into their routine is a retinoid. Retinoid are derivatives of vitamin A, and they're probably one of the most effective ingredients um, to help increase skin cell turnover. They've actually clinically been shown to reverse wrinkles, and uh, there is uh, evidence as well that they they help to fight acne. So, find a retinoid that you like. There are prescription alternatives. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of women really struggle with them. They're quite harsh on skin and they can irritate. Um, and that's certainly the issue with me. So there are some over-the-counter ones and we have um, um, an ingredient called retinaldehyde that's in one of our serums that's quite gentle but effective as well. So that's definitely an ingredient to consider incorporating into your routine if you're not already. It's it's so hard to try and develop a routine and trust who we're buying from, you know, you walk into a drugstore and, or you walk into a, a, a store, uh, the Bay or wherever, and they're just like so many different product lines, all touting to be the best, all, and they all seem to, you know, uh, they all seem to say the same thing, but um, one is always, you know, ours is better because of this. What do we really, you know, can you, can you cut a straight line through what we really need to look at when we're trying to, uh, develop and purchase um, a skincare routine. Right. I think the most important thing, Kathy, is to really understand your skin and your skincare needs. And I think the more we understand what our skin issues, do we have dry skin, do we have wrinkles, what is it that we're trying to address, then the less we can be marketed to or sold to. Um, and I think that there there are lots of great skincare brands out there, but there are some that maybe sell by fear or sell by hype. Uh, so we have to question that. Certainly, if something's promising, something that's too good to be true, it, it most certainly is. There, there's no topical treatment that's going to take 20 years off your face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if someone claims that, then you should be walking away. <laughs> right. There's no magic bullet. There isn't a magic bullet, unfortunately. And, and you know, the, the harsh reality is that uh, our skin will age just like everything else. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we, we have periods of our life for reasons. You know, there's a reason, a season, and a time. And I think that, um, you know, you mentioned it before that, you know, on the magazine covers and what we should look like. It's, it's a hard hit for women. But um, oh. sorry, go ahead and interject there. No, 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 please go ahead. And I just, I find that that is a complicating part too. You know, we have to be realistic with where we are. There's no reason to, to give up trying to have the best skin we possibly can. But, you know, when you're 50, you're not going to have the skin of a 20-year-old, generally speaking. So it's, I exactly. guess it's important what you're saying is to know where you're at and to be able to talk. That, I think that's something that we can equip people with is to be able to talk about what they need. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, there are, there are flash terms that come up, you know, quenches free radicals. Um, the active ingredient is now 
do we need to know those words or do we need to know a, a different language? Um, I, I think it's important when, when companies say fight through radical damage. I mean, they're, they're, they're not, not things to be scared <laughs> by. Uh, they, they just occur free radicals are unstable molecules that we're subjected to just by daily living. Um, and, um, you can use certain ingredients that that will help to minimize their damage. So antioxidants are essential or very important. Uh, active ingredients are just ingredients in a formulation that perform a function on skin. So in a moisturizer, it'll be an ingredient like glycerin. Um, in a serum, it might be a vitamin C. So I think some companies kind of hide behind that language, science language, or hard to understand language because they want to fool you, <laughs> mm-hmm. but some, I, I don't think it's all intentional. So when you are introducing someone to a new routine, what would you say are your, the top of the must-haves in a skincare routine? So I would say that there are probably three products that, that almost anyone should include. The first one is sunscreen, and for the reasons we talked about with the, the sun accounting for more than 80% of skin damage. So finding a sunscreen that you, that you love and are happy to use every day is essential. Um, the second, are, uh, second is an antioxidant formulation. So antioxidants include ingredients like vitamin C, green tea, ferulic acid, vitamin E, um, and they just help to protect against the free radicals that we talked about a little while ago, they work hand in hand with sunscreen. Um, one antioxidant and one hyped up ingredient isn't better than anything when it comes to antioxidants. A combination of them is generally best. Mm-hmm. And then the last ingredient or last product is a retinoid, which uh, which we discussed as well, which is particularly useful for aging skin because it boosts collagen production um, and helps skin cells to behave like younger, healthier ones. Now, I have a, a this is a question that, I, you know, I've, I've heard people say that you don't need to wash your skin in the morning. If you've, if you've done your, a good skin routine at night in the morning, you just have to sort of get up and rinse your skin. Is that true? Or are, do we, do, do we have to do it morning and night, the same routine? That's- I, I, I totally embrace that concept. That's what I do. Um, at, at night, we, we want to get rid of makeup and dirt that's accumulated during the day. And it really depends on your preference and your skin type. My skin is quite normal to dry. Um, so I do a warm water splash. And if that's what works for you, that's, that's perfectly fine. Is applying too much to your skin um, detrimental? Too much of Product. any... Yeah, it, it can be. And I think it's it's more a combination of, of the product. I mean, our skin can only absorb so much. So if you're talking about a specific thing, you're probably just wasting product if you're applying too much. But if you're applying too many harsh products, so if you're, um, again, exfoliating, applying peels and a retinoid and you're combining them, you, you have, uh, there's the risk of irritating your skin. So it can become red and inflamed and sensitive. And at that point, I would say, maybe stop using everything let your skin heal, and then introduce one product at a time and see maybe there's something that you're reacting to okay. or the combination is too much. Now, what about, I, I'm, I know this is sort of, this is not in your product, I don't believe it's in your product line, but when someone is applying makeup routinely, how important <laughs> is it to have a, a proper skin care and protect your skin from makeup up until that application of your foundation? Um, so you're, you're, are you talking about products that you would apply prior to makeup? Yes. Like, would you ever apply makeup? So for instance, we talked about when we get up in the morning, we might just do a warm water wash 
as opposed yeah. to, would you apply, um, would you feel confident to say yes, just apply your foundation or, uh, yeah, I grew up with, you need a moisturizer to sort of protect your skin from, um, from makeup. Is that right or right. wrong? Um, well, so, so it's interesting that you um, you mentioned a moisturizer because everyone seems to think we need a moisturizer. And I recently wrote a blog post saying, do you need a moisturizer? Because not everybody oh. needs a moisturizer. Um, and certainly if your skin is on the oilier side uh, and you're not sensing any dryness, then you, you may be able to skip that. Um, but but what I would say are essential before applying makeup in the morning are a good sunscreen and an antioxidant. Um, again, just for the protection, and then you apply your makeup over top. Okay, so go through um, an evening routine for us just before we get into sort of the specifics of some of your new products. So I'm going right. to bed. What is a, a, a general good routine for me to be in to make sure my skin is healthy and it's going to be treated and, and try and repair overnight? Right. Yeah, so first, uh, the first step would be to cleanse, and that's important just to get rid of makeup and any anything that's sitting on top of your skin. And then the second thing is then to consider the type of skin you have. Um, so serums are a great way to deliver active ingredients uh, to your skin. So uh, anything that would treat the specific condition, we have a, a serum that's uh, called AS for anti-aging that has retinaldehyde, niacinamide, and some great actives to help rejuvenate the skin. So I would put a serum on. Um, and then if you need a moisturizer, uh, that's a good thing to apply. Or some, some women now are leaning towards facial oils. So that's it. That's probably all you need at night. Oh, so you can even get down to cleanse and serum if you don't need a moisturizer. You, and that, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> really? I find that if I go, yeah, if I go to a drier climate, then my skin needs a moisturizer. But uh, in Vancouver, we ha- we're quite humid here. So my, my skin, that's for, for me, uh, does not require a moisturizer. That's very interesting because mm-hmm. I, I to this day do uh, the same regime. I'm, I've incorporated your serums, but I wash, I tone my face, I do a night makeup or a night uh, moisturizer, and so it's it's good to know that um, that I don't have to do that. Or you know, I, I know it's very important to remove makeup from your skin uh, before right. you go to bed. But uh, we can. So the, the skincare routine doesn't have to be a 15 minute process. It doesn't, no. And I think that's that's something that um, it's a good way to get you to buy a lot of products. Mm-hmm. But keeping things simple, I mean, I think you need a few really good products. You don't need dozens sitting on your counter and staring at you wondering, well, what do I do with all of these? Yeah, very good to know. We found a key piece of information right towards the end of the show. <laughs> Helpful yeah, for me anyways. <laughs> so what you are, I'm assuming, continually looking, creating, sourcing ingredients. Do you have any new products on the horizon? Well, I'm always um, interested in, in women's wellness, so I, I like talking to customers to see, you know, what, they, what they're looking for that they're not being currently served best with. Um, natural deodorant, which we've all tried and many of us um, are just not happy with. Um, I'm, I'm looking at ways to see if I can crack that nut, so I'm, I'm confident I'll be able to, but it, it, yeah, I want to get it right. Um, and then, again, in development are, are, are other products that may help women as they age, not necessarily skincare. And I, um, I'm just sort of at the cusp of, of looking into, into products that may help women in that way. Um, so I'm interested in, in exploring that further. So you've just, you've just boomed for uh, you've, uh, your company is five years old. Did you say? 
Yeah, and I started very slowly, just introduced one product and probably over the last three or four years that we've, um, you know, introduced a full kind of smaller line. Um, and then the sunscreen is new. I just launched a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's all your products are all online or do you do you have a retail outlet? Yeah, we're available online at apothecary.com and we have a couple of stockists in Vancouver, um, Walrus and House of Jewels for anyone who knows Vancouver. And we're actually in discussion with a couple of other retailers as well, just to to, want to be in a place that will be a good fit for us. Absolutely. Would you be going sort of a more holistic venue or uh, more of the, the big name retailers? I, I think more of the holistic. Um, uh, we're, we're looking at a couple of pharmacies that, that have that integrated approach to wellness. And I think that would be a really good place for us to be. Awesome. Now, what uh, we're, we're approaching the end here. Do you have uh, any piece of advice, any tips, any words of wisdom for, for our listeners about skincare, something that we may not have touched on that uh, you could end off with? Um, well, I think the most most important thing is to really trust yourself, um, know your skin, so that you can find products that work for you without without someone trying to lead you down a merry path. Um, and then and then the most important thing is sunscreen. I just say sunscreen, sunscreen every day. <laughs> okay. Actually, I have a quick question here that uh, I really yeah. want to get to. I only have a minute or so, but what are the different types of skin? So, if someone's self self evaluating, what are we looking for to say I'm a T zone or I'm oily or I'm not oily? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's dry skin, normal skin, oily skin combination, um, and, and different ones need to be treated differently. If you've got oilier skin, you may need to have products that help to minimize that, um, uh, to, especially you'd probably be prone to breakouts, so you may need to in- integrate a product that treats those. Drier skin's going to need more moisturizer, more emollient products. Uh, you don't want stripping cleansers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and normal skin is what? what? What is a normal skin? Normal skin doesn't tend towards dryness or oiliness. So it's just right <laughs> it's in the middle. It's exactly it's what it right sounds like. Exactly, yeah. Something we strive for. Awesome. Okay, great. Thank you so much. This has been really informative. I really enjoyed it. I've learned a, a lot of new things. So again, um, give us your uh, your website. Let everyone know where you're at. Um, we're at apothecary.com. Um, we also have social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, uh, and Twitter. And um, follow us along because we often introduce uh, new products there. And we're having a giveaway that starts tomorrow So, um, with, for the new sunscreen. So Perfect. definitely check us out there. Awesome. And I'm going to spell apothecary. It's A-P-O-T-H-E-K-A-R-I. So if you didn't get that down, just give us a quick shout and we'll get that to you. Thank you so much, Sharmini. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And we'll talk to you next week on The Health Hub. been listening to The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.